0: This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina, here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Thank you, Brianna Shepard in the newsroom. Hello to everyone joining us across regional Western Australia for the first time, Roots and Shoots, ABC Perth and ABC WA. And um, all of our listeners that have been with us since this morning, welcome back and Sabrina Hahn, hello. Well, hello, Ro. What a glorious day. If people Isn't don't get out in their garden today. Why would you waste it in the garden?
1: Oh, come on. There are so
0: many other good things you could be doing today. After a
1: whole year, Row. Oh, I'm no, thinking. Walk, walk. Go for a little walk around your garden. That's all you have to do. You know, Chris was talking about walks. Yeah, that's true. I walk around my garden every single morning without fail with a cup of tea, and usually in my smoking that. jacket and pajamas because I have no shame whatsoever. Well, it's usually around six a.m. Smoking so
0: jacket. Oh, that's Is that what like I... your birthday suit. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, it's too chilly for that. Um, now, that's what I call a dressing gown. Ah. Call it a smoking jacket because it's my after five wear <laughs> and it's before <laughs> my nine wear.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. And what are you observing when you go for your wander?
1: Well, all the little baby birdies are Mm. out of their nests and um, screeching at their parents for food. I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, Because I don't have to feed them. And um, every single morning there is something entirely different, like something's come out or something's grown or I see a new insect or I watch the bees. Um, that does I, sound lovely it's be, And it's just very peaceful mm. Early in the morning, mm. so peaceful
0: Yeah, you need a lovely garden like yours yeah. To really be able to appreciate that yeah. though, Well,
1: no, you? any garden you Just reckon? go out and have a look at your scabby bay tree or something <laughs> and <laughs> <Your> go, citrus <laughs> There's nature before me And there's all its unsplendour If you've got a really awful garden
0: and do you think about, you know, where the umbrellas need to move to and who needs the umbrella today and that sort of thing?
1: I have already got my hydrangea umbrellas out. They're out see ready to go. Yeah. Ah. And people know now, someone said last year, oh, we know your garden because we see umbrellas out over the top of plants. <laughs> thinking, that's a very strange flower. <laughs> But they know my garden anyway because it's taking the ultimate care. I do well. I like. I don't like things to suffer,
0: which is interesting, you know, because it flies in the face of you know mechanics having the worst cars and builders having like yep. You're a horticulturalist with a beautiful garden. Yeah, no, I do have a lovely you, you garden. You don't? You practice what you preach, I you know? do.
1: Yeah, and I do love to preach from time
0: to time. <laughs> don't we know it? We've had a few ripping sermons over the last 12 months here on Roots and Shoots. We'll see if we can get through today with that. Yeah, lunch, well, we'll try, shall we? We'll give someone it a Someone will crack. push your button and yeah. off you'll go. I love it when they push my buttons. <laughs> if you want to talk to Sab this morning, 1300 222 720, if you've got a question for her 0437922720 if it's nice and simple and you want to send through a text and of course I'm still telling you that wonderful email address if you've got a photo and you'd like to send something through for sub to identify or just help uh, you can send that to deep breath pen paper ready email address incoming now it is Perth Weekends with an s on the end or one word Perth Weekends At your, y o u r dot abc dot net dot au. The second last time. I'll do it once more during the show t- today. Perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. And just a reminder if you haven't listened for quite some time or tuning in for the first time, extra hello to you. But we can't take photos on the SMS, so your photos do need to come via that email address. Um, and it is super helpful to have those photos when you're talking to Sab so she can have a look at what you're actually talking about.
1: Yeah, I'll give it a fair old crack.
0: Yeah, that's what you do. Anyway, Uh, Shall we jump into the callers this morning and put you to work?
1: (laughs) Why not, Ro? I had a good sleep last night, Did actually. you? Yeah. I, I've got my beautiful youngest daughter and her beautiful baby Aww. over from Wagga Wagga, uh, which is underwater water. Mm. Um, and she okay? Uh, House okay? All that sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah. Where they are, it's okay. I think they yeah. evacuated north Wagga Wagga. But um, anyway, so lovely having them. So I go off to bed and close all the doors between me and Lucy <laughs> and the baby. <laughs> Big shout
0: out to Evie She's got great lungs <laughs> oh, That only a nana could love Yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, What did you say What did Evie calls you Well Lita. doesn't call you anything yet mm. probably But no, no, Lita that's right She doesn't say a lot at
1: this point in time She <laughs> likes a tucker though
0: I reckon oh, she'll be She'll go well in life
1: Yeah, I reckon she'll be chewing on a chop bone in about three weeks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Half a luck. Uh, Let's get these calls underway. We're going to head to Stephen, who's given us a call on 1300 222 720. He's in Cogen Up. Hey, Stephen. Hello, Stephen.
2: Hello. How are you?
1: Very well.
2: Brilliant. I have, uh, well, I suppose two questions. One, I've got... A couple of peach trees, and they've yeah.
3: got peaches on them, and everything, and they are plenty of leaves. And they're looking lovely, but not not all the leaves. But, but there's a few leaves that are kind of curled up, and they've got a red. They've got a red yeah. colour on them, and got-
1: it's ha- it's like they've kind of bubbled. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly. called, That's called. surprisingly enough, Stephen, that's called peach leaf curl. Um, and it's a fungal disease and the fungus is there underneath the dormant buds. And then when those leaves open up, they've already got the fungus on them. And then you get that bubbling, pinky, reddy, sort of warty looking thing on the leaves.
3: Quite pretty.
1: Yeah, they are actually very attractive and that's a really good way of looking at it, Stephen. This is the yin and yang of gardening. So um, once you see the leaves emerge and you've got the bubble, it's really too late to do anything. So you have to do a winter spray and then a spring spray. So there's a specific fungicide for peach leaf curl. There's a hint, um, and you so you've got to spray when they're dormant, and then spray again just at bud burst. Now it probably won't affect your crop unless it's really bad.
2: No, it's not really bad. Okay, I've so got peaches, it's first year grown from seed. One of them.
1: Oh, how fant! Do you know one of the bestest peaches I've ever eaten is a seed grown peach. Yeah, I'm
3: hoping for a – it's not that big, but it's got plenty of fruit on it. Oh, ripper. Can I ask you one other quick thing?
1: Yep, just pull those leaves off. Yep, go ahead.
3: I will, I will. (laughs) I've also got lots of trees, eucalypts, Mm -hmm. and some of them have got these little hard lumps that would be about maybe three millimeters long in there. Yep. And they're on both sides and they're quite solid. They go yep. right through.
1: They are galls, G-A-L-L-S. So they're yep. eucalyptus galls. Now, they can be caused by an insect or it can be caused by a bacteria or a fungus. So now, if it's an, it, what happens with galls is they spread. So you need to nip the leaves off of the galls. And if you keep doing that over a period of time, you will get rid of them. It's only if it's really, really bad that it's detrimental to the eucalypt tree. All eucalypts will get galls at some point in time. So you get okay. leaf gall, stem gall, uh, trunk gall. So not there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can spray on it anyway. So just pluck them off.
0: Good on you, Stephen. You know, it's the beautiful thing. This is why we encourage people to ring first because we're all generous with time. And you have another question in the first half out, And then it gets to 10 to 10 and we're suddenly going, right, 30 seconds. That's all you get. We've got five callers to get through in three minutes. Yeah, it'll be a yes or no answer. (laughs) Exactly. So there's good reward for getting in and giving us a call early. Ron in Chidlow, hello to you. Uh, G'day, Rowey. G'day, uh, Sabrina. Hello, Ron.
3: Um, now I was listening to the uh, uh your um not your sister station your uh uh opposition this morning on their gardening Don't show and i was talking about this stuff called well it 's a gardening show and they were talking about this stuff called Viagra, um and i think i 've got these bugs on my um uh, uh chili- Chilli, not chilli, um, God, think about it, think about it. Have you uh, got ch- chilli trips? Chives, no, you got on, chives.
1: On my chives.
3: and okay. my, um, my, uh, uh, all those sort of onion type crops and it's just covered in black and when you uh, kill them, they go purple.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so that is actually an onion, garlic, chive specific type of aphid. All right. So right. you need to spray those with pyrethrum and make sure it dribbles down the leaf stem. You know, so it gets because they get the harbour right down in the base of of the the chive. So, okay. you, And you're going to have to do it at two weekly intervals, Ron.
3: Okay. Right cuz I I I mean the whole area just smells like the whole lot's gone off, you know. That's how bad yeah,
1: it is. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz they're sucking they're so they're sucking the sap and then <laughs> ing it out their little body bot.
0: <laughs> Good on you Ron. Thank you. Thank you for listening to that only gardening show you need to listen to. Um Eb, I think, is in a tiz out the back there. She oh, she started was, she whenever was. she writes to me in capital letters, oh, I feel like know, she's a little a bit stressed mm. out. So got that shouty tone to oh, it. Oh,
1: yeah, because she's not sure if someone's having her on or not. <laughs> I think this is – see, see some people, some people will ring through with something and sometimes the producers go, I don't think that's a real thing.
0: Yeah, and th- it's referring to Kyla from Como and her call. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kyla, what's your problem that's got – ebb in a tiz and doesn't know if it's a real thing.
3: <laughs> um, it was that root-knot nematode. Ah, the root-knot nematode. <laughs> that old thing.
1: Yay. <laughs> Jeez, F. We haven't had a root-knot nematode
3: in a while now. Well, I, I, I assume it's that. Um, I've had to recently euthanise a couple of plants um, because the they just
1: weren't um, – Thriving, they're starting to die off, and I lifted them up, and the roots had all the knobbly bits yeah. on it, and knobbly it looked like it all yeah. yeah, they yeah. looked, and they were pretty bad. Like you couldn't really see root; it was mostly just knobs. Yeah. Um, so I lifted them up, and now I'm trying to fix the garden bed that it's in. Right. It's only it's only got a frangipani in it at the moment, so I okay. don't really want to pull that up. No, no. Well, um, they won't go to your frangi anyway. The root, not nematode. Uh, well, okay, so number one, you can't see them. They're microscopic in case Eb's wondering, what <laughs> the hell does a root not nematode look like? <laughs> you won't see it, Eb's. You won't see it. <laughs> so they're a little tiny uh, uh, microscopic animal that gets into the root system of the plant and then the plant makes these big knobs around the nematode to try and uh, effectively get rid of it. So Yeah, what, they look, they look yeah. warty. Yeah, so what happens is your you plants wilt first and then they don't grow and then when you lift it up you find all these warty nodules which is the root knot nematode. Now they love sandy soil, sandy which dry soil.
3: exactly what I have. Yep. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so we get a lot of root knot nematode all along the coastal st- strip. Kylie. So what you need to do is you need to fight fire with fire or fungus or protozoa with (laughs) fungi or bacteria. Now, go and buy yourself a big bucket of microscopic soil microbes. So soil microbes, because there is a bacteria that actually attacks the root, not nematode. So go and get a bucket of that. Now I want you to use heaps of it. And so say um, you would need to use four hands full per square metre because it's not going to do any harm to anything else, okay?
2: Yeah. And there's nothing, there's no other plants in it at the moment,
1: so I thought this would be a good time to try and reset it. Perfect, but those that microscopic fungi and bacteria has to attach itself to a root system. So what I want you to do is to put in some um, marigolds. There's a Tagetes, which is the marigold name. So you can either hurl around a whole pile of mustard seed, <laughs> and you grow mustard, mm-hmm. or you get Tagetes limonei, which is stinking. Roger is another name. Um, You plant that, you hammer it with all these soil microbes, water that in really well, leave it for at least, I reckon, four weeks
0: and then replant. All right. There you go, Kyla. Thank you very much for giving us a call. Um, I've got a quick text here I want to read before we go to a special guest. Mm. Sam has written, Mm. I just had an epiphany driving home listening to Sam talk about walking around her garden drinking her tea every morning. And I thought, what a brilliant idea for me. I've tried quitting cigarettes many Ah. times, but it's the morning ones I struggle with because I like the quiet morning sit with a coffee and smoke. And stupid me, says Sam, have never thought about getting off my butt and walking around my huge garden with Ah. my coffee instead. Thanks for the smack in the head. I'll try it from tomorrow.
1: Oh, Sam, thank you. Yeah,
0: and get in touch with us next week, Sam, and it's okay if that fails because we all understand it's not – as simple yep. as just yep. this will be my new thing and it'll all work. Yeah, yeah, but let fa- us know how it goes, putting I, the walk in. I fail lots of things. And good luck. Yeah, good luck but, it, but it's good for
1: the mind, the soul and the body. Hmm. You could, you know, if you really want to go to town body-wise, what you could do is you go to one garden bed, do 10 push-ups. Go to the next garden bed, do 10 push-ups if you're really <laughs>
0: insane. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Sam, I am holding on to a book that you brought in with you today that is absolutely exquisite. It's a coffee table book and the illustrations and the detail in it, it is just so beautiful. Isn't it exquisite? And we're very lucky Mm. because the author of this book, Helen Layton, has joined us on the line. Hey, Helen. Hello. Good
1: morning. Good morning, Helen. I have to. I have to confess. Um, so I. Uh, I was actually visiting a, a dear friend of yours um, down in Katanning, and I saw your book there. So um, so I said to Sue, Sue, that is exquisite that book, and then I took it. Fair <laughs> enough. <And> I, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sue Layton. Um, so I, I took it, Sue Thompson rather, I took yes. it and um, I said to Sue, I want to have a look at this and I think we should definitely interview Helen on this book. So it's called Garden Gathered and it's a seasonal book of all the things that you do on your property, but of course, Basis of the book is the glory of flowers.
3: Mm. Yes. Tell us about it, Helen. Where did the idea come from? Well, I guess that I didn't have an idea really to write a book, but it's just one of those things that transpired with COVID and the desire to be a little bit more mindful in the lead up to COVID after a busy wedding season. And I couldn't join a sort of class or anything, so I thought maybe keeping a journal of the garden would be a Mm. mindful activity and tune me in a little bit more to what's going on on a more sensory level rather than just sort of running around madly doing jobs. (laughs) And and then also, you know, following on from that, in the second second sort of year of COVID, I was still dealing with cancellations of weddings Mm. because of the closed border. So I had masses of material to work with, from my flower garden from a floral design point of view and so I thought that it would be good to sort of photograph and arrangements that I made Mm. and tell a bit of a story with them Uh, so yeah that's the basis of the book and then yeah it's just sort of gone from there so paint us a picture
0: Helen of Riverdale Farm for those who haven't been there describe your garden there and and what it's what it's like
3: yeah well, we've been there since two thousand and four, and there was it was a blank canvas. It faces uh, faces basically north, looking out to the Peroongorups and the Stirling ranges. So we're on a little bit of bit of a hill uh, and it looks down to the Calgan River valley, and the Calgan River uh, flows along the side of the of the property. Um we've got a hundred acres, about forty acres of that um, are pretty pretty intact native bushland that's all fenced uh, and the rest is pasture and we lease a, a property next door to run some cattle just to keep the grass down. So when we moved there, just a desire really to have a big country style garden with veggie patch, fruit trees, chooks um, and roses, natives, really, really everything that Jim and I were interested in. And then in 2000 and Thirteen, uh, I put in some cutting garden beds um, and from there I've sort of developed uh, my floral design business that I do for weddings and, and workshops and, and those sorts of things. So, yeah, it's, a, it's really got a bit of everything. I mean, Jim likes his bees and he, he wanted a vineyard, so we've got a little Pinot vineyard that we uh, produce wine from each year. So, yeah, it's just... just Feeds our passions, the things that really that get us excited. I guess. Do you know what I love about this book too? The fact that
1: you you've got it um, so it's layered in the seasons, but the really lovely thing about the floral designs in the book is that you you really capture the season, and I love it because. They're not, you know, when you go into a florist and you get flowers, they have to be Absolutely perfect, and the beautiful thing about what your book shows is that the imperfection in nature has its own absolute beauty, and I think that's what that's what captures. That's the difference between, you know, arrangements that come from an actual garden, and it you can really see the essence of the season and and a sense of place. Of those, yep. um, of all those arrangements that you make, Helen. So is you know, and you you mix up natives with ornamentals with roses. Um, so ha- do you think that that's brought you closer to to nature and a, and a greater understanding of the complexities of of a natural system? Uh-
3: well, yes, it is. It, as you say, it's a very multi-layered thing, and it starts from the soil and and all that goes on. You know what you put into the soil. Um, it's the birds that you encourage into the garden. It's the bees that you encourage. You know the the wild those. Um, you just you know the insects and things that grow in the garden. So they might be responsible for some of the imperfections, but they're all part of a bigger system that mm. we we live amongst and it's just being really mindful of looking after the health of all of those parts of the of the system uh, that results in in actually being able to grow a wide variety of plants and not not uh, spraying them with uh, pesticide to to sort of take out one thing which might have implications down the track for for another part of that system and the I think the you know, florist shops are, are beautiful, but they've become, we, we've uh, been, a- you know, just been able to import anything from anywhere in any season, you know, peonies, you can you can find them at the markets in, in April because they're growing in the northern hemisphere. Mm. So all of those things, I think it's just tuning into the, na- in, into the seasons is just so important for all of us and, and sort of absor- observing what's going on in the... Um, in our environment, whether it's deciduous trees or our beautiful natives, which are an absolute highlight over the winter and early spring, Mm. uh, but also available, you know, past that, that period. And um, yeah, it's, I've just really enjoyed being able to work with our natives that I, I love so much, but also with those roses and exotics that, that, I love and many other people enjoy as well and trying to find a way of, of blending them together and giving a version of what it's like living in Australia. Mm, uh, it's
0: a glorious. beautiful book.
3: Um, Helen,
0: thank you. Garden Gathered, um, it's called, and Floral Design and Rural Life at Riverdale Farm. And, Sab, uh, you borrowed it off <laughs> Sue, Sue, Sue and I might Sue. borrow it off you. <laughs> and- <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll borrow it, and uh, I just thought a good topic too, because at this time of the year, there you know we we do special arrangements for Christmas and yeah yeah fortieth birthdays, wedding season, fortieth birthdays, fortieth birthdays. Like
0: got a very important one next week. Very weekend.
1: important one coming up. Your garden Very. will play host? Uh, it, it is indeed, mm. ro goes to, without saying. Clearly it's not my 40th, if people are wondering. But well, why don't
0: you give that away? <laughs> Let them assume. <laughs> hey, and it's not mine either, by the way. And it's not Ebs. Uh, um, let's get to Justin and Judy, who've both been waiting really patiently. Justin first in Falcon. Hey, Justin. Oh, how you going? Yeah,
2: good. How, how you going? Yeah, I've got a yellow rose bush. And the last two years after I've pruned it, it's not coming back and the leaves are all spindly and small and the flowers are, are not, I've got another one in the, in the same bed and that's bounced back this year with a nice growth but right. this one's got all the small, small leaves. No,
1: nah, there's something seriously wrong going on there, <laughs> Justin. Now, two things can cause that. Number one, root not nematode. Uh, number two, I just did that for Ebs. Yep. No, it's true. That's what happens. Okay. Uh, number two is if it has had uh, drift from a glyphosate. <clears throat> glyphosate. Glyphosate. Thank you. Spray. Um, that causes distortions in all the cells and that can stay with roses for like two years. So the only other thing is chilli thrips. Um, and I'm not going to go into chili trips because <laughs> it's I all do on your know website, isn't it, it is now on my website, <laughs> though. Jess has put it on the website as soon as we finished <laughs> the program a couple of weeks ago when I said it was on. Um, so there's all the information you know about chili trips on the website. Um, so, But I doubt if it's chili trips doing that. Anyway, what I'm going to say to you, Justin, is it's a dud. Dig it up perfect
0: <laughs> be done with
1: yeah yeah just don't bother get yourself a nice new one
0: and that is what justin waited on patiently online know, to hear i know out with the old in with the new absolutely all right judy and High wickham hello to you <laughs> Hi, good morning good morning judy Yes, um, I have a problem here
2: with these tiny, tiny miniature moths and uh, they've got into my cactus, that uh, money tree. Ah, uh,
1: okay. So now there's two things. You can attack the moth itself and spray it, spray it with fly spray. It'll be, if it's daytime, it's a, it's a butterfly. If it's nighttime, it's the white moth. Um, or you can go and get yourself a caterpillar-specific spray. There's one, there's two on the market. They're both with uh, bacteria. So if you go to a supermarket, Judy, not a supermarket, what do you call them? Nurseries. If you yeah. go to a nursery and you tell them you want a spray for caterpillars, yeah. they will give you the right stuff.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Thanks very much. Okay. Yeah. Good on you. Oh, sorry, no, Judy. Bushes along the driveway.
1: They're attacking your bushes along the driveway? Yeah,
2: which are like a Christmas bush.
1: Oh, okay. Same. It's the same thing, Judy, same treatment. Now, you spray once and then you have to spray again in two weeks'
0: time. Thank you, Judy. Uh, We're going to get to a bunch of your text messages and your emails next. I promise. We've got plenty coming through. We haven't been able to get to them. We had a jam packed show today. Absolutely. But we will get to many of those texts um, and all of your emails in just a moment. But before that.
2: It is that time again. It is Sabrina's
1: musical pick pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're gonna dig this. Here we go now. Well, I've decided <laughs> we're going to work our way up to. We're still going to do the park run, right. aren't we? Yeah. Two so, weeks. yeah, two weeks. So, I'm gonna. I've got a up for when we're live. Okay, like, I'm really <laughs> Just going to put that on to- hold. Yeah, just pump people's eardrums right out.
0: I'll make sure our tech, Marty, takes the real big boombox gear yeah, down. That's,
1: that's it. We are yeah. we are definitely going to go off like a frog in a sock. <laughs> but um, So I'm leading up. So I'm just going to do a little bit of Tame Impala. Okay. It's called Borderline because they'll be running across the border, them their runners, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Let's
0: go. Here we go. There you go, Tame Impala. What did you think? Rachel, who's from Frio, says just okay. Oh, turn take microphone. Yeah, um, just okay.
1: Yeah, I'll take a just okay.
0: Mm. Um, Claire, on the other hand, says yes, yes Sabrina, with Hoo! a couple of exclamation marks. Go, Claire, you good thing. Taming Parlor is the best thing to come out of Frio since the Dockers. I sent my <gasps> wow. son to the concert last week for his eighteenth. He said ah. it was epic, and I am now the best mum in the world. Oh,
1: Score, Claire. That's
0: they are a great band, Taming Parlor. Um, Malcolm from Carnarvon. Mm, how would it go? Doesn't oh, like it.
1: Doesn't like it. No. Malcolm. Uh, maybe it was too groovy for Malcolm.
0: Could have been. Could well, have been.
1: Didn't know the moves. Wow,
0: well, yeah. Mm. That's when you get lost in that moment of not knowing what to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple of inquiries about the book. It was called Garden Garden Gathered and the author Helen Layton um, Leighton, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N. So there you go, if you're looking for that one. Um, I did promise you would get to, to some of your texts, so let's do just that. Chloe says, morning, Horties. My apricot has a weird spotting all over its leaves. Can you tell me if it's a disease and, if so, how to treat it, please? Yeah,
1: it's a, it'll be a fungus for sure. Did she send a little picture? Yeah, she says she has, so oh, I'll just check her emails. Let's it see what you see, a little picture. There. If it's lumpy and bubbly, it's a fungus... Disease. If it's spotty and blacky, then it's still a fungus disease, but a different one. So you can spray, spray, spray. You can spray (laughs) with. Now you've got to be careful with apricot trees, but you can use uh, wettable sulfur on it. I don't know if it's got its little apricots on or not. Um, and the, if it is that the peach leaf curl, there is a
0: peach leaf curl spray. Okay. Um, we might just wait and see if Eb can locate the yes, email. Absolutely. And then if we can do that, we will um, yeah. give Chloe a bit more information. Yes. Um, yes. Dicko in Waikiki, good morning. My garden is infested with white fly. Oh, Any suggestions? There's
1: white fly everywhere at the moment, which, by the way, is a type of little tiny aphid. Um, so you can use uh, an eco oil, you can use pyrethrum you can use a potassium soap. All those things work with whitefly. Their life cycle is very fast. So you will need to do three three consecutive sprays. But the other thing that's great for capturing a whitefly are the yellow sticky traps. So you hang those. Now, The big problem with the yellow sticky traps, don't get the ones that don't have an outside casing around them because they catch the little tiny birds and also lizards. So make sure with your yellow sticky traps they have something around them so that there's a, uh, a barrier so that anything larger can actually get off them. Go out every morning in your smoking jacket <laughs> and cup of tea and check your yellow sticky traps. Take a magnifying glass out with you. Have a look and see what other insects are being caught because it's quite interesting. And if you see little birdies or lizards,
0: then you can help get them off. There you go, Dicko. Amy writes, I have images in my head of... Sabrina in her smoking jacket, cup of tea, prancing around her backyard to her pick of the week. But I don't you do. would do that. you do I exactly me, that.
1: I have my little headphones in and <laughs> I and I dance to my plants. Dance to your plants
0: in your pyjama pants. <laughs> it's, it's a rocking thing to do. <laughs> um, hi, Sabrina. Is my low-cat tree dying? Nearly every leaf is still green, but with a very prominent brown edge. It Ooh. gave some excellent fruit, so I would love... Love to save it from any more pain. That's from Tony and Kel Boulder.
1: Okay, so Tony, it hasn't been hot up there yet. So, ooh, just saw the apricot tree. <laughs> that is not peach leaf girl. Um, so Tony, if um, I it's either a potassium deficiency because it hasn't been hot or it's a fungal disease. So go and get yourself a mancozeb-based spray and spray your tree or an anti-rot spray and spray the tree. It's unusual because locusts are tough as old boots.
0: Mm. Wow. If anywhere's going to break you, it'd be Kalgoorlie boulder <laughs> for
1: plants, <laughs> wouldn't it? No, they grow the most beautiful roses in Kalgoorlie. Well, I did yeah, I don't okay. know if other people do, but anyway, moving um, we've right along.
0: Got the photo to help Chloe yes. out. So the weird spots on her yeah. Acricots, so please. this
1: looks like shot hole. So um, that is a fungal disease. Now um, the, I can't see any fruit on it. That looks pretty bad, actually. So Chloe and you're in Mingenew. So if it's really hot. Mm, well, it shouldn't be hot next week um so you do need to spray it with um I'd spray it with lime sulfur
0: um or mancozeb, one or the other okay yep. Good luck with that, Chloe. Thank you. If you want to give us a call, you can. We've got our lines open 1300 222 720. But let's keep ploughing through a few more of these texts and our emails. Um, Hi, says Andy in City Beach. I want to redo my 50 centimetre high raised garden bed. The tree roots have taken over. What can I put on the bottom as a barrier to stop the eucalyptus, robinia, and Chinese tallow roots from invading? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So
1: the weed matting is not going to work because it'll just fairly pop through that. Basically, what you need is I would get some marine ply uh, panels and put those down. They will last you for a fair while. Either that, or you're going to have to get like a corrugated tin and layer it with corrugated tin, because the gum tree roots will pierce through just about anything
0: okay. eventually. Um, soon has sent us an email at perthweekends at your dot abc dot net dot au. I have a four-metre-tall avocado tree which I wish to prune to about two metres. Can I do it now? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> if you prune that now
1: and we get some hot, I would wait until the end of summer. I wouldn't do it now because all the, the trunk will get really badly sunburnt this summer. Right. I reckon the heat's just around the corner, Row. All right. Crack a can. Put that idea
0: on hold. Put yep. your feet up. Yep. Stay out of the garden. Yep. Put your smoking jacket on in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Emma says, hi, I have a dwarf mango tree in a pot which has never had fruit. It's eight years old. It gets this far, then the flowers turn brown and crispy. I took the leaves to the garden centre and they said it was sunburned, but I wonder if it's a disease. Emery and Douglas should love Uh, your thoughts.
1: They are the most wacko-looking flowers. There's something definitely wrong with that. (laughs) There is something definitely wrong with that tree. Uh, It looks like it's got um, a virus called Big Bud, a mycoplasma virus. Oh, eight years and you've had nothing.
0: Well, I don't know. I ditched it. Ditch it. Start again. I reckon.
1: <laughs> no good. No good. Got a dub. <laughs> no Two good, duds Emma. This morning.
0: No, you can't Might. be putting up with that kind of nonsense. No. Nah. Um, hi, Sabin Row. What's plaguing my rhubarb? I can't seem to get rid of it. It's pink, orange, and yellow colour around the leaf edges. This is from Jasmine in Dunsborough.
1: Oh you know it's really weird because that's happened to all my rhubarb? Yeah. You know what that is? That's climatic. So we had really cold nights. Then we had it happened to me after we had that one hot day. After we had really cold nights, so I think it's the rhubarbs. Oh my god, what the hell's going on? Type <laughs> thing yep. happening because the out. leaves is so large. Now it's not going to affect the actual stems and you don't eat the leaves
0: anyway. So I would just not worry. Okay. Mm. All right. Let's head back to your calls, 1300 222 720. Uh, you can keep sending texts through and we'll get to those as well, Zero four three seven 720. This is Roots and Shoots with Rowana and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. With you for another 14 minutes till we reach 10 o'clock. Helene in White Gum Valley has given us a call. Hey, Helene.
2: Hi, darling. Um, I've got a problem with my hyacinths.
1: Yes. They blew. Yeah.
2: Came up beautifully, everything else. Yeah. And then um, they started. one of them started to die in, and, and it had a hole in the middle because it was going rotten. Oh. And so when I checked it out, pulled it out, it had these tiny, tiny little white Wriggly things like mini-mini, lots of legs and super fast. And so oh. then I checked them all out or throughout the soil. Oh. So I changed the soil, I um put neem oil in, didn't work. So I did neem oil very, very concentrated, yeah. And that said to have knocked them out. I actually took the whole thing out and I soaked the bulbs in beneath that concentrated neem oil, yeah. put them wow. in the new soil. And now I've got these, lots of these mini, mini little, it's all mini. Yes. um, Mini, mini little white spiders and all those little things that flip around and fly around on top. (laughs) Ah.
1: (laughs) Now, that's really, so Helen, the mini, mini, mini white spiders, are they, so I'm wondering if they are spider spiders or if they're spider mite.
2: They're underneath the soil. They're super fast when I expose them to the sun.
1: But you can see them with the naked eye?
2: Uh, yeah, I put on another pair of glasses on top of the other ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they
2: might actually be
1: spiders.
2: There's too many. There's millions of them. Because it's, they're not in the ground. They're in a um, a tray, you know, sort of, I don't oh. know, about to 20 centimetres deep.
1: So, so they've, they've, got, got, they've got lots of legs.
2: Oh, they're just little spiders. The other guys I knocked off. Right. Um, I haven't a clue what they were. I reckon they came in the bulbs because yeah, I Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, so I took care of those and I've got all these bulbs that have got, they've now finished their leaves. Yeah. And they're hollow in the middle. Yeah. And so I've got a, a piece of paper on top and a little, tiny little stone and I've been feeding them. And I just saw a minute ago that one's actually beginning to shoot, which is a bit strange this time of the year. Yeah, yeah, wrong
1: time. Yeah. I'm I'm a little bit concerned about all of this because mm, there's something in plague proportions and can you – I know you can't take a picture of it. Two things I want you to do. I want you to download the My Pest Guide Reporter app on your phone, Mm. take a picture of the bulb. I know that you won't be able to take a picture. If you use magnifier on your phone, you might be able to see stuff crawling around. I'm just a bit worried that something's come in with the bulb that we shouldn't have here.
2: Well, yeah, the little spiders are the new thing, but the other guy knocked those off. And I thought I could probably do the treatment again. Mm. But, you know, those little things that fly around, I think once you said put a slice of potatoes.
1: Oh, yeah, fungus gnats, yeah.
2: Yeah, those little things. Yeah. They're all on sort of pretty close to the top. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: spiders do have hundreds of babies. Um, yeah, but these are
2: under the soil.
1: Yeah, they're in... The, oh, well, you've got things like wolf spiders that live in soil.
2: Oh, okay. Um, so I don't want to knock them off, I shouldn't, but they're not in any thing else. No. All the other soils, and can I can't away.
1: Yeah, so... Um, There's lots of the ground dwelling spiders that actually lay their eggs. Some of them give birth to live babies, and they'll have like a hundred. And they usually sit on their back. Um, Should we
0: take Helene's details?
1: Yeah, actually, um, we'll get Eb to take your details. Just put you back on
0: hold, Helena. Helena.
1: And um, I'll have a chat with you later.
0: Mm. Interesting. Intriguing. Indeed. Mm. Um, Sharon and Geraldton, just a heads up, I have got your email. She said she's been trying to get it for a couple of weeks. I must have just finally said the email address clearly and right enough. Mm. And um, Sharon, we will come to your email in just a moment. Before that, though, we're just going to go to Dennis, who's been waiting patiently in Ellenbrook. Hey, Dennis.
2: Hey, howdy. How you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, terrific. Hey, Sabrina, we've, I've got sweet corn growing. on. Grown them quite often, but these guys are probably a foot high, and the leaves are just covered in masses of little white irregular lines, oh. um, visible clearly from both sides.
1: Okay, so that um, could be uh, could be a virus, right? Um. Yeah. Could be could be a nutrient deficiency, like a trace element deficiency. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. So get yourself some trace elements. You can get some that's right in on. a foliar yeah. spray. A click on foliar spray yeah. if you can't find that. Okay. Get trace elements. Dose them with that. Yeah. Uh, but right it could on. also be a virus, and if that is the case, there's nothing you can do about it apart from keeping oh, okay. your corn really, really healthy.
2: Yeah. So,
0: okay. Yeah. So that'd be my guess with that. Good on you, Dennis. Thanks very much. Uh, Sharon's email, Sab. uh, This plant has come up in a pot that I had potting mix in and planted some orange jasmine seeds. I thought that was what these were. However, I have nothing in my garden that resembles these flowers. Are you able to tell me what they are? It's pretty, but the plant almost looks like it could be a climber. Oh
1: my goodness! I haven't seen one of those for years, and I can't remember its name. <laughs> um, it isn't a climber; it's actually a shrub. Um, but I haven't seen—I haven't seen it for years and years, and I can't remember its name. That's it's a really old-fashioned plant. Got a beautiful tubular sort of. What colour would you call that? Roe? Orange? Not red. Yeah, Corals? orange. Yeah, coral. It's coral.
0: Um, yep. When you're sitting in your garden tomorrow morning, yep. wandering, sorry, yep. around your yep. garden tomorrow morning, you think of it, text yep. Eb yep. and we will Send reply via email yep. Yep. to Sharon and tell her what it's that in my,
1: is. It's in my Mediterranean book.
0: Okay. I will. I shall get its name. All right, let's head to Ray in Golden Bay. What are we, about seven minutes away from 10 o'clock? Hey, yep. Ray. G'day, mate.
1: G'day, Ray.
3: Hey, Sabrina. G'day, mate. G'day. Sabrina, I'm trying to... Uh, 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 pencil, pencil pines. I got the seeds.
1: Which, which pine? Sorry.
3: Pencil pines.
1: Oh, pencil pines. Okay.
3: Yeah, I try and to grow them, but oh. I try and buy seeds. Oh. Um, I got the seeds.
0: Yeah.
2: I put them in um, slow, slowly fertilize. Uh, yeah. Not fertilized.
1: Potting, Potting mix, mix and stuff. Yeah. But I, just, I still can't can't get the, thing going Well, I've never ever seen them grown from seed, they'd need to okay. be, because you'd have male and female, so okay. um, they grow really easy from a cutting at this time of the year, Ray. Have you tried that?
2: No, I haven't, no. Ah, I do that then.
1: Me. Little I'm tiny try, tip, tip cuttings, Ray. So uh, make them just about three centimetres high, take them from the new growth, At the top of the plant or the side, um, and put them in a seed-raising mix, not potting mix, and um, that'll be. That's what you do. And if you're down around Golden Bay and South um, Coburn, uh, Bealia Community Centre is having a frogscaping workshop there tomorrow, from ten to two. From Yes, from 10 Dental to 2, two. Uh, with my mate, Johnny Frog.
0: Oh, Johnny Frog. Mm, go a, along and have some fun. Yeah,
1: Billy a Community Centre. Um, so do you, if you want to know where to go, book and all that, just just go to coburn.wa.gov.au and they'll
0: tell you where to get your tickets from. Perfect. Uh, Sab, how do you kill Kayuku grass on a two-by-one area without using chemicals? Oh, shit. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, you dig. Uh, what you do is you dig. Put your back into it.
3: Yep. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, let's head to yelling up. Ray is there. Hi, Ray. Oh, hi. Hello. How are you? It's Brianna Yeah, good, Ray. How can yeah. we help?
2: Um, I have um, got these uh, frondy-looking green strappy... Plants are growing on the perimeter of a soak,
3: yeah. but
2: nowhere near the soak, but obviously that area is really damp. Yeah. And just yesterday, discovered a blossom, which from the distance of where I'm looking, it has the, it's yellow, it has the appearance of a bottle brush, but with no pointy end,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um, the actual shrub is in like, fr- just strappy strands, mm-hmm. and would be about a metre high, mm-hmm. and a, that slit, uh, from the the base of, in the earth and then it spreads out into like a V shape going upwards and there there's more and more coming up and I'm ne- I want to know what the flower is please. Oh, Ray,
1: without a picture that is so hard. <laughs> okay, well you give me the,
0: how to, I'll take a photo. Okay,
1: you take and a I- photo and you send it to us. I'll put you back so- on hold
0: Ray and Eb can give you the details of where you need to send that photo to. Thank you. Uh, we've got just a couple of minutes and we've got a few callers so let's rip through these as quickly as we can. Robin in Bunbury, how are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you today? Good. I'm to busy mulching in my garden,
2: so uh, pardon me if I'm puffing. Oh, no, um, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. I've got a Prunus um which is 22 years old. Yeah. And um, we planted it for our son who um, didn't survive. Oh. So it's pretty precious. Yeah. Um, but it looks as sad
1: as oh. the story. Yeah. Um, it's been done really well up till now. It's probably
2: been going off a bit, but I'm I'm just standing here looking at it. It's got lots of sticky bits and it's very sparsely leafed, mm. and it never. Usually, it was covered in flowers. Yeah. So, is there something I can do to help it? It's got it's a lavender,
1: day lilies, and um, Indian hawthorn underneath it. Yeah. Okay. I so
2: have up till now, but um, yeah.
1: Um, okay, so it might be that the. The hawthorn, the root system's got a bit big for around it. If you've got sticky stuff on that scale, so Robin, you need to spray it with a potassium soap. You need to spray once, high pressure hose, spray a second time over, over a four week period. Then I would treat the entire tree after you've done all that, treat the entire tree with an anti rot which is spray all over the tree, um, and then get some compost and a bit of cow manure, put around the base of the tree, wetting agent, and just give it that little bit of extra, you know, TLC.
0: No worries. All right, a couple of minutes. We'll see if we can get through two calls very quickly. Paul in Bunbury, hello.
2: Hello, Paul from Bunbury. Yes, Paul. Um, look, I've got um, a, a moss growing thickly in my lawn, and if I pull a bit of it, it just leaves a bare patch.
1: Ah, okay. Of. Now, the thing that kills moss is uh, is pelagonic acid, which is um, slasher because it's the only one that you can get, um, and it burns all the moss off. And you only need to do it once. And gonski.
0: There we go. Simple as that. Thank you. And finally, Cheng, how are you going? Oh, hi. How, how are you? How can we help? Good. Yeah,
2: Sabrina, I've got a, a dwarf pear tree and mm. it's flowering at the moment and the leaves are coming out. But on the stems, they've started coming up with a, like something that looks like aphids but it's a bit more slimy.
3: Oh!
2: And it's got like little maybe white, white bits in the aphids. Ah, uh,
1: okay, yeah, okay. So you need to hit that. Cheng, with um, an oil, with, a, with an eco oil, um, spray it once. Then, if you can scrape the bottom of it where you've got the slimy stuff, if you can scrape it with a toothbrush after, like, two days after you've sprayed it, and then two weeks after that, spray it with the
0: same stuff. Okay. That'll get rid of it. Whew, we sprinted to the finish line Woo! there. <laughs> This is savvy. Um, Good job. Enjoy the rest of your day pottering around your garden. I will. I will. (laughs) Uh, Rest up and we'll have a good week and we'll talk to you again. You will. Hopefully. I'll be upright. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy this glorious weather out in your gardens if you can if you're in the south.
3: This is an ABC podcast.